92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Uh, everybody in this room is six. So we're doing our best this morning. We really are. Um, I don't know who gave it to you. gave it to me, Jake. I'm, um, you know, that's Go ahead and blame me. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Sam Abel is the city manager for the city of Gulf Breeze. She always joins us the morning after a city council meeting. Sam, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. Hey, good morning, Andrew. Good to hear from you. So uh, could, do we have a new city council member? We do. Yes, we do. Uh, and, and let me tell you, it was a, a difficult decision um, by any description, but, um, but the, the methodology, everything, you know, went uh, as, as well as to be expected in a situation, you know, like this. The council had a matrix that they used that um, emphasized community involvement, leadership. You know, certainly what they're looking for is somebody who could hit the ground running. Um, there were two final candidates. Uh, one is Michelle Warner. She was one of our founders of Gulf Breeze Will Do, has oh. been on uh, council boards uh, in the past. The other is Miss Brittany Simpson, and she has a lot of um, background in organizational development for healthcare facilities and um, works with Lockheed and Martin now, very involved in our community. There was, uh, once the matrix was done, th- there was one point between the two of them and so um miss Brittany simpson came out ahead by one point and the council said they could do no better if they ended up talking about it all night (laughs) and so they voted and uh and so our new councilwoman is miss Brittany simpson wow so uh, what i cannot remember and you please tell me i can't remember if there's going to be an election for this seat again in november or whether she fills out a term that's now going to be two and a half years Yes. And so how our city charter reads is in the instance where you have a vacancy, then the council will um, appoint, they'll, they'll vote to appoint someone to the next general election. And the reason for that, Andrew, is obviously special elections can be costly to taxpayers, especially in a community of the size of ours. And yep. so uh, Councilwoman Simpson will serve until the general election, that's this November, and then she can qualify to run for the remaining two years on that seat. Got it. So the terms, they're, it's a four-year term that goes with the seat, but they have to remain staggered by our charter as well. Right. And so anyone can qualify for the remaining two years uh, on that seat after the general election. We had this happen in 2019 as well, and uh, when we had um, Mayor Fitch um, get appointed to that seat, and then we had Councilman J.B. Schluter, who had served on the council in the past, was appointed uh, to fill um, Cherry's seat when she was then appointed to mayor. And so when they went to qualify, then uh, they were unopposed. And so when you're yeah. Yes. And well, so this is good. it doesn't happen too often, but at least there's a little bit of a recent precedent. So that well, helps us out. And it sounds like, you know, you had the problem of too many good candidates, which, you know, that's the problem you want. Right. As opposed to, you know, the other problems. So that's great. I was looking over the uh, agenda and something that I thought was very interesting. It caught my eye was the proposal to study the possibility of closing Shoreline Drive and Highway 98 because you'd still keep Daniel open. But, you know, now that you're going to work on the overpass, which is going to accommodate the you know pedestrians and golf carts at that intersection, that there may be it's better to not have people turning in or turning out at that particular area. 
that's at this point just a study question, not a do question, right? Well, actually, that um, idea was asked and answered last night. And so it it won't be moving forward. But that's one of the reasons I really appreciate our council who focuses on good governance, because as we're moving forward uh, in partnership with FDOT on the overpass, it will be constructed in the right-of-way of of Shoreline Drive. And, Andrew, of course, for your listeners, it's going to go across Highway 98 and then land in an out parcel by um, Publix. And so because that's going to be in the right-of-way of Shoreline Drive, the council said, you know, I don't think we've ever looked before at creating a greenway, and if we were to just close this and all traffic be shifted to Daniel, which is just on the other side of some commercial um, parcels. And so it looked, Shoreline and Daniel look like a V. Right. And so what happens if you were to close, you know, one, one stem of that V? And so they just wanted to look at it. They wanted to make sure that they didn't leave any, you know, stone unturned. And so we had um, McKim and Creed Engineering pull the traffic report for the last five years, look to see if there were any dangers between pedestrians and, you know, vehicles at that intersection. Very obviously, if you were to shift all the traffic to Daniel, what you're doing is doubling the traffic right up against the school. Yeah. And so we look to see, well, if we were to do that, can you widen that to continue to make it uh, safe for all the students? And ultimately, after discussion, everyone agreed. We looked at it. We can always say that we looked at it. We studied it. But we are not leaving an opportunity on the table. We need to move on with the plans as they are. Okay, well, that makes. I mean, and sometimes you look at a thing to find out that it's not a good idea. You know, I I certainly like that way of governance. Very good. Uh, You also did some stuff with the um, the boat ramp at Shoreline Park. Do we have a date yet? Do we know anything yet? So we yes, this is a huge project for our community for Shoreline Park South and for Woodland Park. Oh, so these are improvements for our paddlers and for recreational fishing. Uh, This is an outcome of our Blue Ways plan, uh, Andrew, and this is an environmental grant we call NERDA. Don't ask me the acronym. It's long, but it's $1.2 million in improvements. And um, so we are hoping that this will go to our advisory park board this Wednesday, uh, and they will return a recommendation for approval to our council to authorize that bid February 21st. And we want it to be substantially complete while this mayor and council are in office. They have, um, they have worked to receive a historic amount of grants, and this really is the crown jewel. And so we're, we're working hard as staff to make sure that we can deliver you know, for our council um, our, our consultant engineer has obtained the permitting necessary. So we're, we're really rolling up our sleeves to try to make this happen in the, you know, the remaining part of this year, Andrew. Very good, very good. Last question for you. Um, wh- why does Gulf Breeze not care about the military and patriotism? Well, as a retired airman's wife, you're going to have to explain that one to me, well, Andrew. You guys, have never, you guys have never even <laughs> proposed a 200-foot flag in Gulf Breeze. Well, uh, we. <laughs> I'll let you go. <laughs> yeah, I am. You, you win. You win. I'm speechless. <laughs> we will live in the shadow of the flag flying. Literally, in, uh, the one acre shadow. Yes. No, that's funny. Yes. No, I, I, I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you, Sam. Uh, Sam Abel, she is the city manager for the city of Gulf Breeze, always joins us the morning after the city council meetings. Uh, Sam, as always, thank you for the time, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you, Andrew.